Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 23rd. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Probably, maybe. I, I don't know at this point. But we're here for you. Fightful.com. It is the post-Raw podcast for March 23rd. I am joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling today was actually a busy day. I started off the day a little grumpy, but that's okay. It was Monday, but then I came back and, you know, it was just busy the whole day. So that was nice. I've never seen grumpy Denise. I've only seen happy. Yeah, I felt bad. Happy good sport, Denise. Is all I know. Days where you wake up and you're just grumpy for no reason. I even sent like a mean like group text, and like after I reread it, I was like, why did I send that group text? What did you say? Those days, and it was just like a family thing where I was like, please stop doing this and this and that, and I don't know what. And then I felt bad because I was just I was just nasty to everyone today. This is fascinating to me. This is fascinating to me. (laughs) But it was funny because I was laughing about it, too. I was like, I'm grumpy, but, like, I'm aware of it, and, like, it's hilarious, so it's okay. Well, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about, and as has been tradition, about a third of the show was replayed matches. It is going to be what it is going to be at this point, and that's that. But WWE announced today that they're giving away WWE Network for free for right now, doing anything they can to get that subscription number up. I think by now, uh, Wall Street kind of knows what the deal is with that. They're, they get a lot of subs for WrestleMania. They'll get even more now that it's free. But that wasn't all that they announced. They announced several matches for WrestleMania. Elias and Baron Corbin was was added as well. Uh, Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley, which sounds like something you'd see in Hour 2 of Monday Night Raw. And the same with the Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. Now that match is probably going to be awesome, but... As we got this match announced, Denise, these two had never won a match together. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the tag team match. That was mm-hmm. fine. The first two matches that you just mentioned, I I mean, we all know they're really just buffer matches, filler matches, whatever you want to call them, because I have zero interest in those, unfortunately. And it's kind of just like, okay, but why? 
But it's yeah. okay because it's a two, it's a two day Raw. I mean, sorry, two days WrestleMania. So you know, have they specified exactly like how long each one's going to be yet? Not yet, right? Yeah, and WWE is like, hey, just in case anybody was thinking about showing up to WrestleMania, don't do it because Elias versus Baron Corbin is happening. Make sure you stay as far away from this as possible. This is them setting a perimeter around the Performance Center. Don't come within 100 yards of the Performance Center or you might see Baron Corbin versus Elias. I hope it's a good match. I really do. By the way, guys, you can donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. Leave a thumbs up. And if you want to ask as many questions as you want, I've got my Q&A form up at FightfulSelect.com right now. That is the most direct way to support us. We've been hovering right around 500 for a while. Joseph Farley, who has long donated to our swear jars just because we always used to get demonetized for cursing, says, is that still a thing? I feel like it's my calling to donate to those. <laughs> uh, you you guys can donate to whatever you want here on Fightful Select. We'll, we'll read it out loud. But they used some bad words in this opening segment of Raw, Denise. How did you feel about... Paul Heyman talking about Drew McIntyre getting douched out. Just another bitch that tried. That was my favorite line. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's not a bad word to say, okay? It's not a bad word. It's not. Really? Okay? No. Uh, okay. It's not. It's okay. It's an okay word to say. Well, if you but, want... No, that was a good line, though. It was a great line. Yeah, and if you guys wondered if Brock was going to be able to do WrestleMania and get into America and do that... There he is, so he'll be doing WrestleMania. I felt like this was much a, a much more skeleton crew of Monday Night Raw, and I already liked how it was being shot and how it looked more. When the action happened, when the wrestling happened, there were still way too many camera cuts. Still way too many. And you could see that Friday, John Alba posted a video where you could hear the producer saying, prep two, take two, prep three, take three, prep two, take two. And there were... 10 or 11 camera cuts in 20 to 22 seconds of no action, Denise. They were looking at each other, and they did 11 camera cuts in 20 seconds. Wow. That's just I, – I, you know, sometimes I notice them. Sometimes I really don't. To be honest, I'm more on the side where I don't notice them as much. Maybe I'm already trained – my eye is already trained to follow mm -hmm. it that way. I remember I used to have a really hard time watching WOW because of that i thought they did like whatever wwe yeah. does they did like triple that with the camera movements and i remember like just trying to watch a show and i couldn't i couldn't simply get through all of the the camera shots but so me so i noticed it with them so it hasn't been as hard for me with wwe and what they've been doing with their camera shots like it's not really like something that bothers me enough to be like upset about it well i had asked about wow whenever uh I, I noticed that as well and they said well there quite frankly there's a lot of people here that aren't experienced and you gotta cover up for some of their mishaps and their moves and tape around it wwe doesn't have that problem everybody on their roster is at least okay and like very rarely do i see anything from a wwe wrestler that they don't lay in so uh it i is am happy 
that they switched where the hard cam is at now facing towards the stage because that was a major difference between WWE and AEW where, yeah, they didn't have, you know, people in their audience, but it didn't look as bad because they were zoomed in. So you couldn't really, like, notice that. So I'm glad that they did that for today because it looked a lot better. Yeah, I liked that a lot, too. It was You could tell that they had reconfigured things in the Performance Center, and that's a good move. Heyman says that Drew McIntyre is going to get douched out and that he will be just another bitch who tried. And I did love those lines. I thought they were pretty good. It was noteworthy, at least. Uh, But after that, we got another full hour of matches. We got Rollins, Cena, and Lesnar from Royal Rumble a few years back. Okay, it was a good match, but at least the Royal Rumble this year was pertinent. At least the Elimination Chamber this year was kind of pertinent. And Bray Wyatt versus John Cena was pertinent. Asuka and Charlotte wasn't, isn't that much. I mean, I guess if you're trying to, to force that into the story here, and, and this match wasn't either. It's, ah, ah. Honestly, to be honest, today was one of those shows where I was like, I'm completely fine with them, you know, showing all of these rematch stuff, all of that stuff. That's fine. I, actually thought today was the better raw in terms of the stuff that was actually aired that was that was new for us was impactful i actually enjoyed it so everything that was shown that was brand new was really good and said it was it flowed a lot better this week than it had in the past in the previous week so the matches in between didn't bother me as much or have a bigger impact as like they did last week like last week i was exhausted i was watching the show and with the you know with them showing replays i was just like man it's making me really hard to watch raw right now i didn't feel that way this week Reminder, guys, we have a bunch of interviews up on Fightful right now. Uh, today, we dropped one with Trey Miguel of Impact Wrestling, and Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert of The Distraction have been going above and beyond and bringing you all additional podcasts while all this is going on. And they interviewed NWA's Ricky Starks for like 35, 40 minutes today. A lot of good stuff. He talked about how he actually helped get The Undertaker prepared for his John Cena match a couple years ago. So uh, definitely go check that out, and thank you to Joe and Jeremy. Uh, they saw the situation that everything was in, and they were like, oh, let's do some more podcasts. So uh, those are worth checking out. Also, this past weekend on Fightful Select, I did a bonus uh, Select newscast show. I'm talking about Dark Side of the Ring and all that stuff. I'm going to talk about WWE Untold later this week. Also on Fightful Select today, I dropped the Backstage Report podcast. I'm going to try to drop the Q&A show on Tuesday, so we've got content non-stop for you guys, and I'm going to try to surprise you all with something this weekend, but we have a couple super chats. Rob Wilkins says, I want it on the record. Randy Orton has grit, and Rob Wilkins loves grits. I'll take Alexander and Ricochet as a tag team if that gets them on TV. Boy, will I have something to say about that team, because that was fun, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I liked Randy Orton's promo too. Uh, Throwback27 says, What other gimmick matches will WWE pull out for Tapamania? Because a Boneyard match sounds like an old school buried alive match that is PG rated. If done right, it should be okay. But if not, it could be an epic fail. The thing is, Denise, I didn't think they needed a gimmick for these two. I didn't think they needed it. I didn't expect it. I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't think they needed it, but I didn't expect it. 
And when they did do this, uh, I remember I automatically thought back to what was said that WWE was going to be thinking outside the box, shooting from multiple locations, and we still really um, hadn't had anything else confirmed since that news broke. So when he said this, I thought to myself, first of all, did I hear that correctly? What is a boneyard match? And I thought maybe it's just a new way of saying buried alive. Maybe buried alive is inappropriate or something. My mind was going more into like a PG version of what maybe. WDB was trying to get across and so then I just kind of started seeing different people post different things online so I'm not even really too sure but I'm excited because I'm that person I love gimmick matches like not all the time when the timing is right I like them and then the I I like the crazy weird stuff I I get a kick of get a kick out of that for better or for worse it gives us something to talk about and I mean Another cheap plug, I posted the 2019 compilation of Epic Triggered Rants this weekend. By the way, check out Denise's uh, YouTube if you want to see another Epic Triggered Rant from her this weekend. Well worth your watch. It. Well I worth your it. watch. I lost it. And Everybody I watch that video. People are people I don't know, Sean, get this, are emailing me about that video. I would say video. so. I would say I was so. like, oh man, that's crazy. So it, it's really weird. But so cool. AJ Styles showed up with OC on the stage. I didn't like this promo. He jokes about Michelle McCool letting Undertaker out of the house and him wearing maternity pants. And there's a Tiger King reference. Spoiler, I watched Tiger King just like McMillions, just like the Gabriel Fernandez story, just like Making a Murderer Season 2. It could have stood to have been about, uh, I don't know, 40 to 60% shorter than what it actually was. Wait, you Trials of Gabriel Fernandez and Making a Murderer needed to be shorter? Oh, season two of Making a Murderer, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, The Gabriel Fernandez thing, they repeated a lot of the same stuff. They packed a lot of the same stuff in there. And I was like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Now, uh, like, make it concise. It's it's very, yeah. Tiger King was of that. Like, it did not need to be seven episodes. Four or five could have got it done. McMillions, three or four. Easy. Making a Murderer Season 2 didn't even need a second season. Like, it, it wasn't ready yet. No, it wasn't. I haven't even seen Tiger King, so I actually didn't get the joke that AJ okay. Styles said we would get if we watched the show, so. Well, uh, he rambles on about this video of Undertaker playing with Tigers, and I'm like, oh, God. I mean, maybe retread stuff isn't so bad. But then he says there will be a Boneyard match, and he'll put his, he'll put Undertaker in a plot that his wife picks out. I'm just so over all the, oh, your wife stuff that we got to see all the time now. All the time. If it's not Lashley and Rusev, then it's Edge and Orton. If it's not Edge and Orton, it's AJ and Undertaker. If it's not AJ and Undertaker, it's AJ and Joe. If it's not AJ and Joe, it's somebody else. Like I, It's Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong. I swear to God... Vince McMahon heard somebody backstage say something about somebody else's wife and was like, ah, yeah. Well, they had the Brian Cage, Melissa Santos storyline going for a really long time on Impact um, with Sammy Callahan. And I know I think that was happening maybe a little bit before, maybe around the same time. And that that one got pretty good, you know, feedback. So I don't know. I don't know what the wife stuff is all about. I thought that this promo was essentially everything that AJ has been saying and doing over and over just with different wording uh, in regards to The Undertaker. 
Yeah, and of course, it's it's going to happen. Sure, whatever. I just thought that they could have worked a decent match, seven, eight minutes, whatever it may be, just going through Phenomenal Forearm, Calf Crusher, uh, the AJ doing whatever top rope movie wants to do, Choke Slam, Hell's Gate, Tombstone, AJ flipping out of a Choke Slam. I feel like they could have got that done like six, seven minutes. But now, depending on the setting and how everything is laid out, can you imagine what kind of bumps AJ Styles might take using God knows what, whatever their setup is going to be? Yeah, for I just don't know what the now. match is. Yeah, that's the thing. No. Like, throw, know, yeah. Throwback said it, it sounds like a Buried Alive that is PG rated. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like, eh, who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point? Jonathan Reyes says, Denise, good vibrations. I don't know. Like, what you're expecting. Do you want her to sing a verse? Because she doesn't know it. She doesn't know it. Uh Podcast Wiz 2010 says, Will all Raw Mania matches be on Saturday? I'm not sure about that. Like, uh, I I don't know what exactly they're taping. I did uh, report on Fightful Select this week in addition to the other stuff that's being taped. They're taping Raw after Mania this week as well. And who knows what we'll get after that. Or... Anything there's a there's a good chance that they end up replaying Mania Night One and Night Two on television over the next few weeks after it. It's pretty wild. Throwback says Bailey calling out Eva Marie on Twitter saying, "Hey, you want another title match?" Paige is handing them out like candy on Halloween. Do you think Eva Marie will be back? Uh. <laughs> Will she be back? Will she win and inject life into SmackDown? I would be shocked if we ever see Eva Marie come back for more than a one-off spot. A one-off spot, and that is it. That what I about forgot you? why she left. She just left. She got she suspended left, right? for 30 days and then left. I think she's busy with like other maybe influencer type stuff. Yeah, busy. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I read in between the lines on that one. <laughs> Super busy, influencing. Oh, uh, man. So this new team of Garz Andrade defeated Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, and this match ruled. God, this was so good. Probably the best audienceless match I've ever seen for WWE. Zelina cut a good promo about the the, the team, and I, I thought it was fine. Garza and Andrade attacked Ricochet, but Cedric made the save, and I was like, all right, well, they're not winning this, but okay. And I was treated to a wonderful match, Denise. This was awesome. You know, it was – when I was watching this match, I was like, man, had there been an audience, this they would have been, like, really hyped for this match. Uh, there was a lot of really great spots in it. It was – it, it made me forget everything about that's been going down with Ricochet. I got to say that I love how Garza and Andrade are coming together as a team. Uh, they're just both so charismatic. It, you know, I I really like what they're doing. And I honestly do want to see Garza and Andrade become tag team champions. I think they could do a lot with the titles and just kind of, you know, ramp run rampage on the raw roster uh the the ending was pretty interesting though with the referee accidentally not really hitting the mat with that three very well it was kind of uh it was interesting to say the least um but overall i really liked this match i thought it was really good really really good man they hit each other hard and 
here's the thing. The reason they're adding people to commentary is to add ambient noise, to add extra noise. So you've got four wrestlers. You've got Zelina. You have Street Profits on commentary and then two other commentators. So you got nine people making noise. That's pretty solid for at least making up for the lack of an audience. Now, I got to say, the Street Profits have to be the most meddling team of all time. They are just always there. They always show up, no matter what. I didn't like Montez on commentary. I didn't think he was loud enough, but, I mean, I'm sure he'll get there. But what I did like was that Jerry Lawler was nowhere to be found on commentary. That makes me extremely happy, Denise. I was curious about that. I didn't know if they had made an announcement prior that he wasn't going to be there or not. So when I when I didn't see him there, I was taken I was a little bit surprised by that to be honest because I know a lot of people were saying like, "Hey, why do you have him? Why do we have him on last the last two weeks show?" Um, considering his age and considering, you know, everything that's going on. And so I was actually pretty surprised by this. And that's the thing. His age leaves him at high risk. So you can't keep, you can't have him out there, but there were some great spots in this match. Garzandrade do a good sunset flip into a knee and, and a double power bomb. Garza did a nice second rope moonsault. I think Cedric has the best Michinoku driver in the world right now where it's like a running Michinoku driver and it's such a good move. Andrade cracked Cedric with a big back elbow and either the cell was really good or Cedric got hurt because he was stumbling around and kicked out after the three and got checked out by the ref. This was nasty and that elbow will connect with people. That's the thing. It's it's designed to connect with people. I didn't even see hardly any wrestlers using this before uh, several years ago. The first time I saw a back elbow like this was John Jones taking off Stefan Bonner's head in a UFC fight 10 years ago. And it's going to hit sometimes. It looked like it hit tonight, tonight, Denise. Man, this match like four or five weeks ago, we would have been talking about it like a lot. <laughs> a lot more, I think. The Street Profits came to the ring. Andrade and Garza end up taking the titles and posing with them and stuff like that. And that leads to the Street Profits match against Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. Now, the story's not really in this match. Uh, Shane Thorne did a nice cannonball, and he got some exposure. Dawkins got a hot tag, and Ford wins the with a frog splash. But these are two NXT talents. They weren't just jobbers that they were crushing, necessarily. Brendan Vink has been on NXT for about a year. He's been in NXT working matches for about a year, but has never been on TV. He's never been on TV, and that's that can't be an accident, Denise. A guy his size, and they don't put him on TV, and then every time he goes to Evolve, he wins. So whenever they're sending him elsewhere, they're making sure that he wins. Shane Thorne had his teammate and Nick Miller go back to Australia and is working, I think, New Japan here and there. But, I mean, he's getting a shot on Raw. What did you think of what you saw of them? So, first of all, I wasn't as familiar, with obviously, with both of them. And so I was pretty impressed with what I saw so far. I thought that them working with the Street Profits ended up being a good, nice blend. It was a very fast-paced match that was enjoyable to watch. Uh, Angelo Dawkins went in and absolutely kicked butt. Like, he came in, like, so aggressive. And personally, the more, aggra the more aggressive someone is in the ring, the bigger a fan I am of them. So I 
enjoyed this match as well. So I thought it was two really good back-to-back that were consistent. And it's kind of like, I'm glad because you don't want to be that match, the tag team that followed that tag team and wasn't that previous tag team match and wasn't good. And even though this match wasn't supposed to be, you know, like the Andrade, Garza, Ricochet, Alexander match, it still did its thing and it was entertaining. It was fast, but entertaining. Yeah, it was. And, oh, God, it was just, it was, it made me see how good the tag team division can be. And a lot of these teams can go. And they're going to lose the Revival. They're going to need a little bit of help somewhere to fill that gap. If you're not doing anything with Thorne, and somebody asked if it was Elliot Sexton. Yeah, that, that was the former name. If you're not doing anything with them, see how they work. If you're not doing anything with Ricochet and Andrade, or Ricochet and Cedric, put them together. I'd be cool with that. I, I, and that's I like the it. interesting part. It's, it's kind of scary though when you think about it because you we all thought we've all heard how many guys they have in NXT, hundreds of guys just waiting for their shot. So I'm starting like I've been thinking this for a while, but I'm like, what else? Who else do they have in there that we can see? You know, come about and you know some somebody like the tag team division where we need new fresh teams. So I'm all for you know putting guys together and seeing what they can do and just kind of getting a new flavor so that we don't have to keep seeing the same matches over and over. So um, I would like to see more of this. I would too. Kevin Langhoff says. This is for Denise, uh, the donation. So I guess that goes to the the, the swear jar fund, even though we're not oh, going to make you, you swear tonight. The six-pack challenge. <laughs> I did my job. <laughs> yeah, the six-pack challenge with Sasha should be in a bank. What? The winner, oh, the winner gets a combination to a vault where the title is inside. There's a bank robbery in the middle of the match. Uh, I got to tell you, Denise, I'd be much more interested in that than seeing Tamina wrestle uh, she has wrestled at the Royal Rumble, and besides that, has not wrestled since November. I do not know why this is happening, unless it is a send-off. Or unless Bailey and Sasha eliminate everybody immediately, and then they go at it. Hey, credit to that really good creative idea. That was that was thinking outside the box. I they, like that. They're doing, yeah, well, I mean, that's a thing. I had people in WWE saying, oh, we're going to do something <laughs> cool outside the box, and people are, like, speculating all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey. It, cool is in the eye of the beholder. I'm just relaying the information. <laughs> it could have been Vince McMahon saying, "Ah, oh, we're going to do cool shit, pal. He didn't say that to me, but maybe he said it to somebody else. I don't know what any of those people think are cool, and they weren't telling me. So, eh. It's crazy, though. One of the things that I was thinking about was that it's in, that of all, like, WrestleMania, it's like this WrestleMania is the one that's getting this really nice push with, you know, re- uh, replays on ESPN. And I'm thinking, like, oh, everyone's going to see, like, how awesome. Like, there's people that I know that aren't wrestling fans that are watching WrestleMania and are, you know, get, kind of getting back into the groove of things. And so it's very interesting to me that they're going to see this and then it's going to be at the PC. But I'm excited to see because I know that they know that all eyes are on them to do something uh, different and exciting so it's going to be pretty interesting to see that why is a camera following riddick moss running around maybe he was vlogging but he wasn't (laughs) he was vlogging with a fancy wwe camera he was jogging yeah man fitness video i don't know i liked this though i thought it was hilarious I I did, but that those weak ass pins. I hate those weak ass roll up pins. Our truth pulls up, 
uh, or actually gets out of a car and pins him because Riddick Moss knows that a ref isn't there, can't afford to live in his neighborhood. But when I see these guys get pinned with this stuff and they're, oh, oh my God, I can't get up right out. I'm like, Jesus, man, just come up with a new pin. Hit him with something. I don't know. This is, I, I do like that it's happening in a different environment, but I'm like, do something besides a roll-up. Because otherwise, why isn't everybody on the roster using that pin? I think they do it because that's them showing like how quick and easy it could just happen in your random daily life. So that just seems like the easiest thing is to do a roll up, roll up. And, but I like like all like the, when Archer was like telling them to like go back to football or whatever he said, that was funny. We also have Walter saying Caruso likes Garza. I dig that. I like that. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> that Charlie Caruso plays that up. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Evan yeah. Wright said, truth calling him Randy Moss killed me. That was so funny. That was what it was. Randy Moss. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was trying to think. I was like, was it Mr. Randy? I was trying to think what it was, so thank you. Throwback27 says, is it true Dana Brooke was pulled out of the women's match at Mania? Briefly, uh, they took the article down, so I don't know what the deal is now. I I actually reached out to her. I said, hey, do do you know what's up about this? And I have not heard back, so I'll see what I can find out, but didn't didn't hear much about it. Uh, Shayna Baszler makes a joke about biting after being a jerk to Charlie Caruso. Not really saying a lot in the promo, but then the promo unfolds like her being a Scooby-Doo villain, revealing her evil plot to destroy Becky Lynch. It was alright, but Becky showed up and attacked her with a chair. Charlie looks so tiny next to Shayna. I didn't realize Shayna was that big, to be honest. Like, I didn't realize it until that specific moment. Um, I thought that this would have been, this was one of the moments where I was like, dang, this, it didn't come across that great, the whole chair shot and the beat down and all of that. It didn't come across as great without the crowd reaction for this one. It, it kind of fell, it kind of fell through. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, it, it just needed a little bit of something else. I'm glad that they at least Did had something? the. Yeah, they did something, but also I love the segment that followed it up. This Alistair Black Leon Ruff squash match. Ooh, I thought I became that... a fan of this Leon guy. Yeah, and I thought the silence actually added a lot to it, Denise. I thought that the fact that everything was so quiet, it was kind of eerie, and I was like, man, I this felt is pretty awkward. Cool. Silence makes me really awkward, huh? so I felt, and I just I felt like someone needed to make noise, but. 
given that it was Aleister Black and what he was doing, it came across fine. Had it been to anybody else, any other situation, I would have been like, oh, this is awkward. But this was funny because he's the ref. You can hear the ref saying, like, it's your match. It's your match. It's your opponent. Uh, like, do something. And he took such a great bump on that, on that, on the Black Mass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was really good when Alistair sat down. That that's always been my qualm, Denise. Like when he sits down, I'm like, why doesn't somebody just kick him? Well, somebody tried. He rolled to his back, kicked up, black mass, perfect, perfect. I thought it just added a ton. Just really, really good. Uh, this this is good. They're setting up for Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Sure, man. Sure. Charlie Wolf said, six feet from the edge isn't even that close. I don't know what Scott Stapp was so worried about. He's not wrong, Denise. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that maybe six feet ain't so far down. That's what I'm thinking. That feels pretty far down to me. I don't think it's that far down. I guess The Undertaker or AJ Styles will find out pretty soon, though. No, I don't even want to think about that. It's too morbid for me. <laughs> Kevin Owens has heard that Seth Rollins is here and wants to see him face-to-face. I thought Seth Rollins cut one of his best promos in a long time. He talked about how Kevin Owens said that the Performance Center was his home and Seth wasn't used to this place. And Seth said, no, I'm not used to this air-conditioned great facility that you came to because I went to a dilapidated building and was told that everything that I did before I showed up didn't matter. And I think that's great because it ties into the FCW documentary that dropped recently. He runs down his track record at WrestleMania, says that he is a god at WrestleMania. And he is. A lot of people don't know this, but Seth Rollins has won a match at every WrestleMania he's competed at, Denise. And I had a couple people who didn't bother to read saying, oh, but he, he lost to Randy Orton. Well, yeah, but then he came back with a briefcase later that night and won the WWE Championship. He has won at six straight WrestleManias that he's competed at. And, I mean, that is... So, wait, it, is, he, but is, so is he undefeated then? In no. WrestleMania? No? No, he's just won at everyone that he's competed oh, at. Oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Okay, got it. He, he's got the loss to Orton, but later that night he did win a match. So he's emerged victorious from every single one, and that's not easy to do. And it should show you how much stock WWE has put into him. Owen just sat there and took it. I thought this was an awesome Kevin or an awesome Seth Rollins promo. Yeah, and you know, he speaking of that, like his stuff with, at WrestleMania, he has he has pretty exciting matches. Like he's able to kind of bring that new uh, WrestleMania vibe. Because I remember his match with Brock Lesnar when they opened the show uh, last WrestleMania was really really hot. Like I just remember everybody. Like, I almost feel like there wasn't as much interest going into that match. I can't really remember, but I just remember the fact that people were really, really excited and hot after this, during and after this match. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see this match specifically. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Uh, Charlotte versus Asuka has aired. Charlotte says afterwards that she thinks Rhea Ripley probably wants to emulate what she did to Asuka. And encourages Ripley to get a history lesson. There wasn't a lot here. Nope, nothing to add on that one. <laughs> and, I was like, oh wait. <laughs> well, we wrap up the show with what I thought was another awesome promo. This one from Randy Orton. He says, Edge isn't really a junkie for the crowd. He's a junkie for himself. And he, he counters Edge's really good promo 
by saying he knows he got into, into WWE based on who he was, but he wasn't handed everything. Like, he wasn't handed the Intercontinental title that he won. And then he did one of the, a great callback, Denise. He said, and it's funny, Edge, you were handed the torch by Mick Foley. And he literally was handed the torch by Mick Foley, Denise. Mick Foley brought the hardcore title out of retirement at one point and handed it to Edge in a ceremony. And then Randy Orton's like, oh, you know what Mick Foley handed me? He threw me into thumbtacks. So who got things handed to them? I thought that was just a fantastic callback. They are starting to respect their history a whole lot more on this show, and I am here for it. And it makes sense. They have already been doing that with this feud. I know they mentioned some you know, historical points prior a few weeks ago when this all started. So they are still going down that same route. I liked the, I liked where Randy Orton took this because when he first started with, Oh, um, you know, I essentially got things handed to me at this point in my career because of who I was. I thought, Oh, where is he going with this? And so I liked the spin that he took up on it. And I, I love this long form promo stuff where you go and you're talking there for a while because a lot of people can talk for a long time and not say anything but so far with what brandy orton has been doing and edge and a few others that we can talk about they're doing this long-form storytelling that is actually saying something and telling us a, a story now i'm ranting <laughs> i want you to rant i want you to rant and i want people to enjoy long form and if you want your long form to go even longer if you want it to go all night, if you want to go 60 minutes, hey, maybe maybe you've been out of action for 9 or 10 years, Denise. Maybe you maybe you're you're battling back from some injuries, so to speak, and you're worried about how you'll perform when you get back into the game. Maybe you've been sidelined or maybe you've been at it every single day for 20 years and you want to keep that performance up. Fortunately, bluechew.com Code Fightful gets that done for you by making your penis extremely hard and making your sexual performance reach its peak. BlueChew.com brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But you know what I say to Viagra and Cialis? Piss off! Because I don't want to go to a doctor's office in this. In this society? We live in a society, Denise. And I, I don't want to visit... That doctor's office. Not with all this crazy stuff going on. Instead, you can just go to Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, rather. You get prescribed by Blue Chew-affiliated physicians. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to answer all those weird questions in person. You can answer all those weird questions online. And it's shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. Shout out to all the people out there delivering packages not even a segue to me telling you how this will help you deliver your package to someone. But legitimately, the people that are delivering all of our mail, shoutouts to them for doing that throughout all this. Blue Chew gets into your system, or it can get into your system rather, much faster because it's a chewable. So it's ready whenever you are, or it gets you ready. Full stomach, empty stomach, whatever. Get it for free by using Fightful. That code, Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Throwback27 says, With Randy and Edge's promos being lightning in a bottle, do you think there's more matches than this? Do you think this will be like Bret Hart said, two people going over whenever one loses, or even when one loses? What's next for them? Well, Denise, I, 
I do think that down the line there might be one, but I think that WWE is like, you know what, let's get every match out of Edge that we possibly can while we have him. And I think what could be next for Edge is Seth Rollins. I don't know if you know why, but I want to hear your thoughts. So, first of all, my thing usually, normally, so I'm going to go anti how I always feel. Usually for me, if a match is happening at WrestleMania, to me that is the period, the exclamation point. After that, done, finito, move on to something new. That's usually my train of thought. But for this one, it's definitely not my train of thought. And the reason why is because they've been taking it to another level each and every single week. Again, you mentioned that they want to get as many matches as they can from as they can from Edge, possibly. So if it's still hot with Randy Orton and Edge, why not keep it going? But then again, here's the thing, though. Because they have been doing such a great build to WrestleMania, I can definitely see being... I can definitely see their match being that exclamation point where this is the end, move forward, and that will be able to tell what is going to be happening with Edge. And, I mean, also, if he's feeling good and he's going out there and he's having good matches, you know, again, this was something that we didn't expect from him health-wise, why not have him work with a variety of talent now that he has the opportunity before, you know, it's too late? So, hey, why not do something different? And I would like to see him with Seth Rollins. I think they'll they'll do the Seth Rollins thing because you have to. Because years ago, when Seth Rollins was trying to get his match with John Cena, he did the thing where he threatened to break Edge's neck again. And even a couple years ago, Edge was in the ring with Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch healed on him so hard and said, get the hell out of my ring and don't hurt your neck again while you're doing it. Ooh, there's, there's... Oh, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, there is. They've used Edge very well. But uh, now, Denise, we're about to utilize you to your full potential. Oh, God, no. I didn't promote this at the top of the show. And I did no studying or nothing. Good, good. Long-time viewers of our show know where I'm going with this. There have been times in the past that I have brought up some questionable lyrics from WWE themes to Alex Pawlowski. And considering the fact that I know that you don't know what I'm talking about, I was like, you know what? I need more footage for a compilation video. I need to see how Denise is going to react to these. So, guys, in the chat, what should be the main event? What should be the main event? Should it be Kidman, Kidman, Maurice, or Harlem Heat? You guys know what I'm talking about. So what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I just want to see how you feel. I just want okay. to – I'm going to gauge your reaction to these. I mean, you don't have to be over the top or anything. I just want you to know that these lyrics exist, Denise. Okay. I'm so, game. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm scared, but I'm game. Are you familiar with Billy Kidman? Yes. Did you – how familiar are you with Billy Kidman? Is that a trick question? No, nah, not really. I feel like that's a trick question. Not really. You you do a show as with familiar, a much better you do a show familiar, with a much better better cruiserweight anyway. So what what's it matter? <laughs> Especially after you hear this. Now, I mean, let, let's be fair. The person who you do a show with, their lyrics are way out there. Suck it, two tears in a bucket. I'm not the one to try your luck with. Like that's that's out there. But Billy Kidman had a theme song called you can run. Have you ever uh, heard the lyrics? 
I feel like I don't remember the lyrics at all. Oh, because you're about to know. Okay, what are they? But I don't have it all. I'm a lunatic. Because see, society, they've labeled me a threat. But I'm just getting started. I'm not finished yet. Look in my eyes. I can see your thoughts. All your ups and downs. All your little faults. Seems pretty normal, right, Denise? Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Until it turns into a date rape anthem. Is it really a date rape anthem? It sounds like it. Here you go. Keep acting tough. It's gonna get creepy. All of a sudden, you're starting to feel sleepy. Oh, I see. But in these streets, when you doze off, you wake up with all your clothes off. Are you serious? Ashamed. That's Fe- horrible. And they took the Christmas song off the radio? Ashamed. So maybe it's cold yes. outside? Ashamed. This is baby, it's cold outside wrestling version. Exactly. Ashamed. Feeling so ah. lost. Whoa. You see my crew. You know my style. Victory is mine. You're going down. Well, not you without consent. I'm not, Billy. Mm. What do you think oh, about that, Denise? Bad. Yeah, it's that's bad. Like, like some like gang rape, but you see my crew, you know my style. See, and and I understand that a lot of people will be like, "Oh man, listen, it's it's about getting jumped." I don't care. Switch it up, man. Switch it up. Okay, so I'm a Maurice fan. I love Maurice. I love her Muslim. theme, or I did love her theme. <laughs> Do you know the lyrics to her theme? Uh, I know her song, but I feel like if you start the lyrics, I might go from there. Or I might, like, I need to hear stuff and then Por it clicks into my brain. Tiba. Not that. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Are you ready for this? The translation to English? You remember her theme, right? Ooh-wee. Yeah. Ooh, that shit. There you go. Why are you so beautiful? Why do you move like her? Why are you hurting me? Ooh. I feel naked. Ooh, yes. That's the translation? Uh-huh. Oh, it's not done. Why do you do it all? Why do you say it all? Why are you hurting me? Ooh, yes. Then so then more translations about being naked, Denise. This was on a PG-rated program for years, Denise. I, you know, it's funny because when I thought of filthy songs, like these weren't the songs that I was like thinking of. Mm-mm. No, at all. they're hidden at all. They're hidden. It's yeah. like you remember, like how in those Disney movies they would, like some cats would fall down in a cartoon and you'd see a naked lady in the window and all that stuff. Or it's kind of like those lullabies that secretly have like a horrible message. There you go. Like London Bridge is falling down. Yeah, like that type well, of stuff. Yeah, I get it. I hope you're ready for the main event, Denise. Okay, what is it? Are you familiar with Harlem Heat's theme? Yeah, um, Come on, it's one of the best of all time. Can you sing it? Can you There's sing no it? words to it. It's I'm rap sheet. It's rap sheet. I'll play you a little sample. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know that. Okay, so there's a pretty distinct part in this song that I don't know if you'll remember, but it's when a, a voice goes, you remember that? Here you go. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. 
so... When you make that face, it sounds really bad. Oh, well, I don't even do it justice, Denise! So the, Are we reaching? No, we're not reaching. So this song was a heavily sampled song, and it was great. I thought that Jimmy Hart produced this. He did not. It was two fellows by the name Rene DeWale and Didier Leglise. And they sampled a song. <laughs> they sampled a song called Sweet Pussy Pauline. From a woman named Hateful Head Helen. I used to think it was the opposite. Because really, either one of those could be the title and either one of those could be the artist. Do you want to hear the source of that sample, Denise? Yes. I don't have to put up with that shit. Girls, you know what I mean? Ain't you tired of these little dick-ass motherfuckers coming up to you trying to waste your time? Knowing that you're looking good, nice little ass back there. But you see, let me tell you something, girls. A lot of these motherfuckers see us walking by. They want to put their face in our asses and go, but they don't know how to ask. I recently met this motherfucker. Just, just in case you, you missed that. A lot of these motherfuckers see us walking by. They want to put their face in our asses and go, but they don't know how to ask. You know what's sad about that? Nothing! It's amazing, Denise! Like, what year is that song? Like, what year are we talking about? 1989. Okay, 1989. I didn't realize that, like, stuff that guys were into, like, doing butt stuff until, like, last year when I started seeing Last year! So this is going around in 1989, and I thought it was something new that guys just decided they wanted to do. (laughs) Like, it was you are not, too like, pure. You are too pure. I like literally just saw the memes last year, and I was like, I cannot believe that this is a thing. Like, dudes like see a hot chick, and this is what they want to do to us. Like, why? Like, why? I don't like. I don't feel the same way. You know. They don't prepare you for this stuff, okay? Like, there's no one out there going around and telling young girls, hey, some guy's going to see you, he's going to like what you have, and he's going to want to get up into those personal spaces. You live in L.A. How did you just hear about this? I live in Kentucky. No, it's not that I didn't hear about this. No, it's not that I didn't hear about this. It's just that I didn't think it was as popular as it seems to be. Like, I feel it's grown in popularity. Maybe we're just bored out here in Ewing, Kentucky. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's why I heard about it so long ago. Well. (laughs) Oh, God. That that was our podcast, guys. Hope you all enjoyed it. It's going up in popularity. I don't know what else to say. And we wonder why YouTube pulled us from people's subscription pages. They don't tell people when we go live. They've been throttling our views for three months. They they banned us from their platform at one point. Can't oh, my God. Anymore. Throwback 27 says, have her pick a 90s rap song to do. Biggie, Tupac, Eminem, Vanilla Ice. By the way, Jeff Hardy's No More Words will be back. I honestly I, thought that the filthiest lyric was going to be like uh, the Shawn Michaels, like, uh, like hands off the merchandise thing. That's like the filthiest lyric that I could think of. You gotta know me better than that, Denise. Come so on. I wasn't expecting these hidden gems. Denise, I have 
multiple penis related sponsors. Uh, Come on. I'm sorry. I I under, I under, uh, the greatest dicksman in wrestling media for the love of God. I'm not going to hit you. That was the filthiest thing. Uh, That was like literally the filthiest thing I could think of. I am not going to hit you with some Winnie the Pooh. Well, Bullshit. Well, have you already done the rock pie song? For years, no. I had no idea what that meant until I grew up. I didn't even know what he meant, like, the first, like, year where I was, like, hearing him say strudel. Oh, here's okay? a here's a good you one. Any idea how embarrassing that is to watch with your uncle? Here's a good one. Do you know the song Too Close by Next? No. Oh, my God. That's a great R&B song. Also, it's totally about a girl dancing on you and getting a boner. 100%. 100%. And quite frankly, my friends didn't believe me. And I was like 20 telling my friends this. And they're like, no way, man. And we're at this dude's house. And he's like, man, I used to dance to that song because I would hear my mom and dad playing it in their bedroom. What? And I was like, homeboy, what are you doing? I hope you didn't go in there. I was like, man, you were outside dancing to the soundtrack of your parents. Bro, getting that's horrible. It. Well, I just, like, I remember it took me, like, three years to find out what Ariana Grande's side-to-side song was all about. Oh, my God. You well, <laughs> Have you heard the Kevin Dunn story? Which one? About him not knowing about Flo Rida's whistle. I don't know about Flo Rida's whistle. Well, no. it's about no. sucking waiter. And Kevin Dunn just runs around all day just singing it. That's what the song's about? Oh, yeah. Not about oh, him doing it, but he it. wants yeah, to, he yeah. wants the lady to whistle. He wants her to perform a certain motion with her, her, her mouth, Denise. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl. I mean, that don't one's very stop. obvious. They don't even try to hide that. They don't <laughs> even the I know. try to hide that. This is a wrestling podcast. Do you all see what COVID-19 has done to all of us? Denise, tell the people where they can find your stuff. Joke. Oh I, my god. I was like, this podcast is all this dirty talk, the most action I've gotten since this quarantine. Moving on. <laughs> all right. Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I surpassed 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank the Lord. Um, let's see. Check it out. I posted the rap video that I talked about earlier. Um, that one's been getting like a crazy amount of views. Like, I can't believe it. And it's been pretty exciting to see that happening on my channel so go check it out go see what it's all about i'll be posting way way more videos as i go since i have nothing else to do um and twitter and instagram at underscore zitty salcedo guys we have stuff all week charlie wolf says see if she knows semi-charmed life is about meth i don't know what that is uh third eye blind i love third eye blind are you kidding me is it about that i I sing the song all the time no you didn't know what next was I've got to send the you. one that's like about suicide. They have like a suicide song, Third Eyed Blind. How's it gonna be? I thought that one was about suicide. Do, I don't know. do you really, if you don't know Next Too Close, then you probably don't know a lot of 90s R&B, right? Well, see, here's the thing that if it's a song that's played heavily on the radio, I might know it, but I don't that know That was. What it's I think it was number like, one. 
or like who sings it like if i hear it i'll like know it i just won't know it by like it's like who sings it or like the name of it throwback 20 or 27 says yin yang twins whisper song i mean everything with yin yang twins has an ulterior motive they did i mean for the love of god i i know denise you were a, a, a wee tot back then but i remember when get low came out and I know, get low. I know, but they were saying skeet, skeet, skeet on the air. And old white people were like, I don't know what this means. Skeet, skeet, skeet. And it wasn't censored. But them saying other stuff, like that wasn't even, like talking about asses, was censored. Mm. Mm. Well, guys. Living an interesting world. Walter says genuine pony. I mean, that one was, that, come on, the lyrics of that, it says... If you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. That wasn't even... They didn't well, even... I know that song. They didn't even make an effort to hide that. If you're horny is in the lyric. My God. See, I'm sorry, but when I, I hear the songs, like, if it sounds like I could bob my head along, I won't even, like, I'll just pretend, like, mumble the lyrics. I won't even know, like, what exactly is being said. Just oh, man. Just have a good beat. I'm here for it. I feel bad for exposing you to so much of this information. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Check out FightfulSelect.com, you guys. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.